0: Okay, we're down here at practice with Jakob Hurdle. Yeah, first off, just saw you going through a very extensive routine out there. Uh, I want to start here, actually, before we get into some of the other questions. But um, what drives you to, like, want to be great all the time? Because I I see you putting in a lot of work for a guy who, you know, is very established. But, you know, you're clearly still very hungry.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a a tough question for me. I think for me it's just about... um the fact that I still have fun playing basketball. So, like, I, I enjoy this, this work out there. Um, and I think over the years I found a good balance of, like, trying to maintain the the stuff that I do, trying to add some more skills, but I'm not wearing the body out too much. Like, uh, we have a lot of games in the season, so uh, you want to be mindful of that. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think I found a good balance.
0: Right. Um, okay, so obviously this has been a busy month for you. Um, take me through the trade deadline process. Like, you know, when did you know Toronto was a possibility? And when you found out that, you know, that was ultimately where you were going, um, what were some of your emotions at that time? And also like, what have you had to deal with life-wise to sort of balance this like very dramatic move? Um, <clears throat> I mean, for me, I,
1: I, I was aware of the rumors. I was aware of the fact that there was, um, conversations going with, with the Raptors. Um, maybe a couple of teams as well. Uh, but I really didn't know that the trade was happening until everybody else found out as well so um yep yeah, when i when I found out i was i was excited I was excited to come back um i I thought that we i don't know there's there's a good core here like a a good group that we can definitely build on and and I was
0: thinking that I could add a lot of value to the team. and I think so far that's really worked out yeah uh, we can definitely see that i mean i thought um you know for example, last night fourth quarter I thought you made a lot of great plays on both ends of the floor. It's pretty clear that um that center position was sort of um missing for a while. Um you know it was funny because the way timing worked out you were playing in Toronto in your last game with the Spurs and it just so happened that that trade happened essentially overnight. And so the next morning I, I think I forget who described it basically you were like in here eating breakfast again. And was is that not a little bit odd to you? And um yeah, I mean, that, that whole process sort of, like, reacclimating with the guys and the team. I mean, that had to be quicker than you would normally expect.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's been a very seamless process for me. Uh, I think, yeah, like you said, the fact that I was already here mm-hmm. when getting traded here um, just made it that much quicker. And then the fact that a lot of the staff here is still the same. Like right. Obviously, the the players have changed a little bit, but there's still a couple of players out there that I've played with Um and then a couple of the other guys um, I know from playing on the Spurs. So there's really like uh, a, a very quick turnaround for me. Like it was, everybody was was really um, everybody else that I didn't know was really down to earth, cool guys. So
0: um, yeah, I made it really easy. Right, for sure. Now I actually wanted to ask you about the last time um, you were were dealt too, right? Because I think um, you know everyone got Demar's side of the story and obviously those very emotional um because of how much investment he put into this franchise and of course everyone focused on the Kawhi aspect because it was like is he gonna play for Toronto and sort of how is it gonna work out I felt like no one asked you like how what went through your mind at that time (laughs) so I wanted to hear your side of the first time you were traded involving the Toronto Raptors um I mean for me it was tough
1: Uh, it caught me off guard a little bit um especially because I thought we had a really good thing going the year before um coming off the bench with that young unit like we're we're really playing um good basketball so i i kind of saw myself um staying in toronto for for a long period of time and then um obviously the trade happened so like i said it caught me off guard but the more time passed the more i saw um like the the upside the opportunity um of this trade for me like playing for a coach like coach pop um getting to develop in a system like like they have at the spurs which um worked out really well for me. So like like I said, the the more time passed after the trade, like obviously in the beginning it was a little bit of a shock. But then I I saw like I said the opportunity. I wanted to grab that opportunity and, and make the most of it. And and I think, yeah, I my time with the Spurs I, I very much enjoyed. So I think that's that's worked out really well for me.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that time with the Spurs, right? Because I think, you know, they're really known for um developing their players, right? And I think one thing that's really cool with this, with San Antonio in particular is how often guys are just around the team all the time, right? Mono's around the team. Tim's around the team. You know, um, you see all sorts of Spurs legends just come through consistently. And I think for yourself personally, getting to work with Tim as an assistant coach, what was that like? Because, I mean, that's got to be a dream to be able to work that closely with Tim Duncan all the time. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, it was great. Like, Tim's, Tim's one of those guys. Like, he's very down-to-earth. Like, he's... Um, he's always down to help everybody out. Um, so yeah, being able to work with him, he he shared a lot of a lot of things with me. A lot of like small details that might seem minor, but like they can really help you out in a in a basketball game. Um, and a lot of it is just like just playing against him a little bit, like him playing like right. a little bit of defense, like not even playing one hundred percent defense, but you you notice things that um, uh, yeah, like that you only get from playing against a veteran player like him.
0: Right, um, you know Nick's pregame yesterday was talking about sort of you know one of the reasons why you're so effective in the pick and roll. sometimes you'll throw in this like very subtle fake as you're catching the ball and then you're able to sort of step through and then finish at the rim those are are those the type of little tips that a guy like Tim can really help you with, or is that something you've always had um I mean it would be
1: things like that, yeah, um this particular thing like I think a lot of my quote unquote moves or like the things that I do in a basketball game just come from things that I develop naturally, like trying to, mm-hmm. like, right. fake out defenses. Like, it's not really, like, a specific move that I work on in practice. It's more, like, I think I pick up these games more from just um, getting playing time, like right. uh, being out there on the court, like um, seeing real game-like situations and doing them over and over again. So um, the more different situations I see and the more often I, I'm in, in those situations, the the more I develop, like, my – placed out my moves whatever whatever you want to call it
0: right um now another big part of developing in san antonio obviously is uh, greg popovich right a legendary coach what was it like to work with pop and you know you hear a lot of stories over the years about pop sort of like yelling at guys and sort of like really getting into it did pop ever yell at you it's, it's one of my questions too
1: i mean you you don't spend five years in san antonio without pop yelling at you but, okay fair uh for me personally, like I, I really appreciate Pop um, for the the opportunity I got in in San Antonio. I feel like over the years, like my role there just um, increased more and more and more. I was taking on more and more responsibilities. Uh, I got more and more freedom on on the court, like trying to make plays for myself for everybody else. Like that, I feel like that's really helped me develop my game. Um, but more than anything, I appreciate Pop off the court. I think he's a uh, he's a great guy. He's really invested in. Trying to teach his players not only about basketball but about the world like that we live in like about right right um, all kinds of um, good things bad things that are going on in the world like he's really uh, vocal about that type of stuff and then also he's just a he's just a great guy like not you can not only have these like uh, serious conversations with with him like you can also just like. Uh, chat, like just to have, yeah. have casual conversation. He's very good with that. Um, so, um, and he's really pushed everybody on this team to kind of form uh, like this camaraderie, this, uh, uh, this team bond. And, and yeah, um, I think that's really good.
0: No, that's, uh, that's, that's very cool. Cause I feel like other coaches don't really spend that same kind of um, energy and effort the way that pop does to sort of build the connections with the players. And that's why anytime anyone goes back to San Antonio, you see like the hugs and, everything like that. You could tell they're such a close-knit squad. Um, you know, I think there's still that feeling in Toronto as well to a lesser degree, but, you know, coming back here, um, you played with Pascal and Fred when they um, you know, I mean, came into the league together. You guys played probably G League games together. You probably played summer league games together, like you, everything, right, even going back to the draft workouts. And I wanted to ask you, now that you've seen them both at the start and also right now as well, how do you think Pascal and Fred have changed as players, and then how do you think they've changed as people? Um, hmm. I mean you you just tell the the
1: uh maturity like process they went through over the years like I think especially Fred's always been a very mature guy like you just tell like he's very level headed like you he's kind of in control of the game at all times um but um even to a greater degree now you can just tell that he's he's out there like controlling the play pretty much like and he's very good at that um and for Pascal he's kind of I mean, he's he's made a, a crazy development just from a skill point of view. Like he used to be this just like rim runner, like yep. running transition, like make hustle plays all over the place. To now where he can still do that, but he's just added so so many different um, f- like options or, or like weapons to his game. Um, and yeah, it's made him really really tough to guard. And uh, yeah, as people, I mean. I think we just all like kind of grow up like that's, a, that's sure. the main difference I noticed maybe they've they've become uh they they've become NBA superstars this that way uh, oh, okay all right uh so there there's a little there's a little different like uh aura about them like mm-hmm. a little bit of difference uh, like presence um but yeah I think um besides that I can still just like I mean they're, they're still like my guys from back in the day, like, yeah, so I can still talk to them like normal people, but you could just tell there's like a different step to them. <laughs> Do you think it's partially because they also won the championship as well? I mean, it might be the championship, but it might be a couple of Oscar appearances for, for Pascal, whatever it may be. Yeah, <laughs>
0: got a little richer as well, yeah. you know. I mean, no, there's a lot of good just, factors. I wouldn't, moving it. up in the world, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, but. I mean, look, listen, I think, um, you know, going back to to more humbling times, I would say um, yeah. there's a story that Pascal will always tell about his time of the draft where um, I think he came in with the expectation of working out against you. And instead, he describes as he worked out with the Z squad off to the side. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had a one on one by yourself and he got really upset at that situation, <laughs> felt disrespected and went just really, really hard at that workout. And it clearly impressed the Raptors to ultimately choose to draft him as well um do you remember that at all i i do remember that obviously i don't know his or i didn't
1: know his side of the story until like i heard it from him or like i heard it somewhere where he told it uh for me like going into the whole pre-draft process like i i was um projected like somewhere in in the lottery uh so i think um most of my workouts were were one-on-one workouts or like one-on-zero workouts type stuff uh And I I could see from his perspective and like knowing the type of guy he is, I I could definitely see him uh, getting upset about that and like really wanting to prove (laughs) a point there. Uh, And I think it's worked out pretty well for him because – or for me as well because – I don't think I would have wanted uh, to go up against the Matt Pascal and not work
0: out. It would have been a a tough workout, to say the least. Uh, Maybe it worked out for everybody, right? Because, you know, obviously you guys have become teammates and great friends as well. So it's been great. Um, Hey, last thing, actually, I I wanted to finish up with Rapid Fire because I always do that. And so we'll go through some really quick ones. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually wanted to ask you just about playing yesterday as well. Um, The MVP debate has been between Jokic and Embiid for two, three years now. You are a guy who actually plays center and has to guard both these guys. How do you sort of see it? Like who is the more difficult guy for you to guard? I mean, they're they're so different.
1: Like uh I think Jokic is the type of guy, like you're guarding him and like you feel like you're doing a good good job, but at the end of the day, he still put up thirty points on eighty percent shooting like with night. ten assists. Like uh yeah. so like I think drill and beat is the more frustrating guy to guard because you you have to be like hundred percent like aware of at all times. Otherwise, you're going to sit on the bench with three fouls real quick. Like, right. And he's he's so physical like and, like, athletic plus has, like, the touch mm-hmm. uh, that he just – he puts more pressure on you personally as a defense, whereas, like, I'd say um, Jokic is – like, you don't really feel it as much in the game. Like, you feel like you're doing a decent job, but, like, really, he's just um, creating plays all over the court. and like. Right. He's, like I said, he, at the end of the day, he's sitting there with 12 for 15 and like, has made great plays all, all, all game long. So, yeah, it's, it's just a different play style. I don't think there's a clear-cut like, guy that's, that's better than the other here. It's just about what you value
0: as a, as a person and a basketball player. That's fair. I mean, you know, I feel like you can't go wrong either with other uh, guy. You, exactly. you really can't. Um, okay, so wrap if I were to wrap. Um, so I hear that you're a big FIFA player. Um, so is Pascal. Who would win in a best of seven between you two? Uh, right now
1: I'll give it to P. In my heyday as a FIFA player, there's nobody that beat me. Really? Yeah. Okay. What was your team? What was the team that you would pick? I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a team that I pick. Like I, I oh, switch it team. up. I, I'll, I usually go like a little bit lower than whatever the other person picks. <laughs> Got you.
0: Uh, if you weren't a basketball player, what would you be doing right now? Uh, that's tough. A volleyball player, volleyball. you'd be very good at <laughs> volleyball. Um, I was watching an old interview with you when you said, um, when you first joined the Raptors, and the host asked you, What was the last movie that you cried at? And your answer was the Pokemon movie as a kid. <laughs> so, I, I gotta ask, What's your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon, man, uh, Eevee. Oh, that's, a, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. All right, all right, last question here, and I, I have to ask this. All right. I've watching Open Gym. This is back in twenty nineteen. The Raptors were back in San Antonio the first time and you guys went out for dinner together. And Fred gives you this greeting and I want you to, to hear what he says. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. Big ugly. laughs> All right. Why did he call you Big Ugly? That's not nice from Fred. <laughs> uh I, I don't know. I mean, just because he's trying to be funny. I'm assuming, okay. But That wasn't a nickname, to be clear. No. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. That's a horrible nickname. All right, well, Yak, I appreciate you. Thank you for the interview. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with the rest of the season. Appreciate it.